0: hey you guys on the verge of being forced out of their homes a group of outsider children go on a treasure hunt adventure that would make Indiana jones himself proud starring a short round of future hobbit and baby thanos this film is not a product of stephen king's storytelling but instead of the other 80s pop culture stephen i.e spielberg as well as home alone's chris columbus and the man that turned christopher reeves into superman director richard donner So whether you call them booby or booty traps, please enjoy this episode as we discuss this month's movie, The Goonies. Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of You've Never Seen. Today, my special guest is Alan Torres
1: hey what up guys
0: and today we are going to be talking about as our intro said is the goonies which is a classic 80s movie it's another one of those that you know i'm surprised like the 80s kind of like went over your head even though you know you're a bit older than me not too older, but yeah but um but, yeah, I was shocked when you when you hadn't seen this one, and then <laughs> just re-watching it today for for this recording, I was like, this is such a classic movie. So with that, let's get into it. Um so w- how have you never seen this movie?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like how our previous episode with the Princess Bride. Uh, you guys should have listened to that one, too. Um, pretty much, it, it was just ones that passed me by. Like, I think, you know, I, I loved a lot of 80s movies, but I think I was always very, like, what captured my imagination was, like, the action movies with, like, Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger and, like, some of the horror. Even though I hated horror movies as a kid, I was really terrified. I still watched them, like, behind the couch. So, like, when, like, Princess Bride and this film came up, I was kind of like, I don't know, man. Maybe I won't be too into it. And I think it, I think it was just one of those where, like, everybody talked about it. And I was like, eh, maybe I'll get to it. Like, like E.T. was another one I hadn't seen for until, like, my late 20s. Oh, okay. But- I was about to say. <laughs> but I,
0: I prefer this one a bit more than E.T. Um, but... He- yeah, so, so since this was your first viewing, what, what are your first impressions of, of this classic?
1: Well, I it was pretty cool. I, I dug it. Um, I I do think maybe if I saw it as a kid, I would have liked it. Like, I think I would have been like, yeah, this is a classic. I think uh, it would, what might have happened might have been the same thing with E.T., where I was kind of like, dang, you know what? I feel like I, I I would have appreciated this a lot more as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think with Princess Bride, Princess Bride is so broad. Mm. Like, that one just has such a more, I think, too, because the actors, you know, they're they're adults, and it's a very romantic story, but there's, like, swashbuckling and all that. With this one, I was kind of more, like, I I dug it, but at the same time, I was like, "Ah, I don't have that nostalgia. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Baby (laughs) Thanos. Baby Thanos. I immediately was like, oh, my God, it's him.
0: Yeah, Baby Samwise.
1: Oh, everybody. Just the. All babies. I was like, oh
0: my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, um, it's, I, if, if we're going to compare it to like E.T., it's definitely a movie that's, it's like, um, yeah, it's set in the 80s and stuff, but it kind of is not as, like, doesn't feel as dated, in my opinion, than E.T., because E.T. is full on, you're in the world of the 80s, whereas this is like, you know, they're underneath, um, and essentially on like a treasure hunt. You know, Mm -hmm. with this being a shortstop second, um, you know, run into like, you know, a cavern, a deadly cavern. Do you know shortstop from from Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So Uh, that's data. data. Yeah,
0: Yeah, data is shortstop. So, yeah, so it's it it, for me is, yeah, like this classic um, treasure hunt, essentially. And it's it, for me, even watching it right now, I'm like, man, this is like a just a kid's dream, you know, just like you you play, you know, like we're going on a treasure hunt, you know, kind of thing. And like in the backwoods, I, at least for me as a kid, like like kind of like that, that like you know, kind of role play. And then just to, the Goonies like kind of represented that this is they these kids get to go on that treasure hunt.
1: Definitely. I mean, like, like what I felt the whole time, I was like, this is like kids, Indiana Jones, like I was like, this feels very like, like, you know, they had kids in mind, you know, Richard Donner just is a great director. And it was very cinematic. Like, I remember like watching the just like the first couple minutes. I was like, wow, like these shots, like, I, I think too, because in the 90s, a lot of kids movies were really cheesy and just not that great. Well, for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. So this, I kind of went in going, "Oh man, I hope it's not cheesy." But I was like, "Wow, this is like super cinematic." Like I felt like they really cared about like how everything looked, and that like you can tell they really wanted to drive home all the the characteristics of every character. Like, oh, you know, um, you know, Data has his inventions, and then Chunk, he's just kind of like the the New Yorkie kind of sounding, you know, chubby kid, and then you know. Uh, Josh Brolin is just like the the caring older brother, but he's like, yeah, I want to get laid and all that. (laughs) But like, like, like it was cool. Like you could tell they're like, we want to make this like they want kids to remember like these characters and the sets. Like, like it, it was. It's it's just I'm not gonna lie. Like now thinking back on it, I'm like, damn, it was really good because I think the story wise, I was like, yeah, it's a kids movie, so. It didn't like grab me like that much, but I appreciated like just the the effects, like especially. Um, oh my god! I always forget his name. Um,
0: Is Sean Astin. No, he's the the
1: the brother, like the the.
0: Josh uh, Brolin. Chong, oh, no, no.
1: Uh, Ch- Chong finds he's the like the monster-looking guy. Um, oh, sloth. Sloth. There you yeah, go. Yeah. I want to call him Chong. Chong.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I'm like,
1: that's not his name. But like, even Sloth, like, I could not, like, even though he was... I love 80s practical effects, like, mm-hmm. like to death. So I could not stop staring at his face and just going, damn, that is stunning effects work. Like, the eye, like, both eyes would be looking the other way. I mean, I doubt there was a person who actually was like that.
0: No, yeah, this guy, um, he... But did he
1: actually look like that or was... No, he didn't effect? look
0: like that. He was, like, a football player that turned into an actor um, he's not really known for anything else. Um I'm trying to sloth. look look at it. He kinda died a fairly young, but um yeah, I don't think he's really known for anything else besides this. But um yeah, definitely like just that like I I just seen like a, a picture of him like normally today and I was like dang yeah they did do an amazing job on on his makeup and just like just essentially like that's the thing that's that's really was I found especially with this rewatch is kind of like awesome is that this story is so kind of like fast paced and you kind of like dive into like this story of you know the the they're they're getting kicked out of their their very beautiful like neighborhood where i was like how can you kick people out of this like amazing neighborhood for stupid you know country colors like that that shot that shot of when um you know when mikey is like looking out out to like the neighborhood from his porch i was like this neighborhood's like beautiful i want to live there um, oh yeah
1: the whole time i was like dude i where is this i was like i want to live here i was like if anything i i just really want to live there
0: yeah it was legitimately like like counting crows they paid paradise or like they wanted to pave paradise and put up a parking lot essentially or <laughs> golf course in this sense um but yeah it's just like that's where 80s like just excelled so well of these practical effects i mean like even even the whole like the whole underground um sets of it and like they built like a legitimate like water slide like that water slide at the end where they when they jump get into the you know the um basin i guess you could say yeah the pirate ship that like water slide looked amazing and um and then yeah, like the piano, the skeleton piano, and just so many amazing practical effects that like we kind of are starting to see that come back today in today's you know like um like at least Star Wars like Jaden they they were they kept some things pretty practical and awesome and then and I I really hope that the trend continues and that these practical effects come back because they're just you know they they worked and these movies in the 80s are are such classics because of them you know so
1: oh i'm 1000 percent on you with that like i love that like you know the force awakens was really really heavy on that with the practical effects and then even the mandalorian that they, they've been trying to do as many practical effects as they can and like only like i i, I feel like cgi should be reserved where you're like Yes, we can't do that with practical effects because of movement or it's too large or yeah. whatever, you know. That I'm like, of course do it like that big snake dragon from the Timothy Olyphant episode with in the Mandalorian where I was like, yeah, you need to do that. That's a giant ass alien mm-hmm. dragon, so you kind of have to do that. But, but e- like
0: yeah, but even with that like with like take for the Mandalorian like using that CGI and like of, to um emphasize I think real effects like I know that in Mandalorian they have that new technology where it's literally like a sound stage but it's like surrounded like a surround sound like like um circle and it's just like to add like it's real pictures like they use like real shots or something like that oh yeah yeah, yeah. I of, yeah I know exactly
1: it's, it's kind of like uh it, it pretty much paints the picture for the actors, so they know what they're like reacting to.
0: Uh huh. But also, yeah, yeah, exactly. But they also like shoot like in shots where those scenes screens are like included. You know,
1: kind really? of really. Holy shit! Yeah I, yeah, I thought they would like do something else in post or whatever. That's really cool.
0: I think so, or am I? Am I? I got the technology wrong, <laughs> but but yeah. Yeah. So um, getting back to the Goonies, um, what were some standout standout moments for you?
1: Um, For me, I'm not going to lie. I thought Sloth was going to be like dumb or whatever, just because I see him in memes and all that stuff. But again, like his his effects, his like makeup, I was like in love with. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, he looks fucking amazing. Like I couldn't stop looking at the ears and the eyes, like how they move together. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Um, the sets, I love the sets. I love the town. The town, I was like, I want to live there. I was like, this has to be like northern California or something.
0: I think it's like like supposed to be like Maine, like um, the northeast. I think. Oh, I, I can
1: see that. Yeah, it yeah. can be over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like the, I mean, so yeah, that like that stuff. Um, again, it's like the story was okay for me. I, I think because like I'm. I'm just a grown-up, and I was like, yeah, it's a kid's story, but um, the acting of the kids, I thought I would be annoyed, but they were pretty great. Uh, all the kids did a great job. I can see, I feel like this movie was a big inspiration, or well, had to be, for, like, you know, Andy Muschietti's, like, It Films and, like, mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Like, like, just oh, how, like, Marvel. Oh, definitely Stranger Things,
0: yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. them, like, riding, like, um you know, getting on their bikes and stuff, I was like, this, this is Stranger Things, this is where it comes from kind of thing, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And then just, it's kind of, again, it's funny because it's, it's Richard Donner, so like it, it makes me laugh of him, like I'm pretty sure with It and Stranger Things, they are like we need to watch the Goonies to get like the characters right, and then just like with Marvel where they're like, before we write an MC uh, a Marvel movie or a Marvel show, they're like, we have to watch Richard Donner's Superman as mm-hmm. well, and they're like, because that paints the perfect picture. And I'm like, damn, like, this feels really influential. Like, you just, you you can see his influence I, with Superman and the Goonies, like, kind of traverse now into present time.
0: And The Omen, I'm just looking at his uh, IMDb right now. He did The oh, Omen Oh, yeah, also. The Omen
1: pretty much inspired, you know, the the Final Destination movies because The, the Omen is essentially that. It's just, it, instead of, like, it's death, it's Damien, you know, the... The, the son of the devil, mm-hmm. and he's manipulating everything. But like, final, like, final destination is literally just the omen without Damien. They just go, oh, it's death. So, like, he literally just, he, he just knocked it out of the park. Like, he, I feel like he, he really cared about like filmmaking because I can see, I think that was my favorite part about the film is that you, you can tell he really cared. Like, he's like, I'm putting my all, even if it's a kid's movie, like, he put his all into it. Mm-hmm. and i really my favorite too was that he had to he had to do I, I thought i had seen it but now this movie confirmed that it was in this one that a sloth when he rips off his shirt and there's a superman oh, shirt so I, was like, ah, okay, I was like of course i was like i was like of course he had to reference himself <laughs> like you know because i think goodies came out like three or four years later from oh, superman uh, so i was just like and then he even had the Dun, 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 yeah, dun, the, the, dun, the, dun. and I was like
0: yeah. that's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah, it's such an iconic um that shot when he rips open his sh- and it shows the Superman shirt. It's such an iconic um moment of the movie, definitely. Um yeah, for me, my favorite one of my favorite moments is um it's always been Corey Feldman's um um speech or and, and then the whole scene of the well. Um <sighs> in when they're in the wishing well but cory fellman just like the just kind of like that when he like when um you know they said we can't take these coins because you know there are other people's wishes and he grabs one and he's like well you know what this is my my wish my dream my wish and it didn't come true like like essentially he's been wishing for them to stay you know in their hometown and stuff like that and it's not coming true and it's just that kind of like for you know up until this point and even after this point he's you know like the smart ass mouth you know Mm -hmm. and this is like a moment where he shows that vulnerability and it's kind of like oh shit like you know like it is like such like a heartbreaking thing that they're essentially gonna have to say bye to each other like this is possibly their last day together and stuff and then of course it's followed up with with mike mikey's like just amazing like speech of you know like you know that it's their time out there up there but it's our time our time down here and it's just (laughs) like such like ah i love it i just love it um so yeah that's my favorite moment Um, and I also like, I don't know why I like, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Um, but for some reason I thought that like, um, Josh Brolin's brand was kind of more, was more of a jerk when I had, but then rewatching it today, I'm like, he is like one of the most caring brothers ever. Yeah. He just wants to like take care of his, his, you know, his brother and like, Essentially, he's the one that's, like, no, okay, let's go down, like, into, when they go into the fireplace, he's, like, we're doing this, all right, we're we're doing this, and, yeah, it's just, like, he's, like, the epitome of, like, a really good brother, and then it kind of sucks that, like, like, you know, he's trying to, like, build himself up and get strong so he, like, you know, can be noticed, but he's also, like, picked on, like, by that stupid What is it Is it Troy Of course it's Troy
1: It's like The yuppies The 80s yeah. yuppies High school mm-hmm. High school kids Yeah
0: Yeah <clears throat> Yeah exactly So Um Alan What what were your Overall opinions Uh Did it live up to the hype Or the acclaim Or yeah
1: I think it does live up To the hype mm-hmm. It doesn't live up to My Personal hype I think Just because like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie at all. Like, the, the no, no shadow of a doubt. Like, it's, it's an amazing, it's a great movie. It's just for me, I was like, I feel like I missed it. I, sh- I wish I kind of, I wish I watched it when I was a kid, just mm-hmm. like Princess Bride. Yeah. But I can totally see the hype, and I can totally see, like, the nostalgia factor of, like, just kids. I, I think I-, I think I felt that more when I saw, like, It and and Stranger Things, where I was like, yeah, this is totally, like, nostalgic kind of thing. Yeah. So I can totally see why this is still a classic to this day. And, I mean, again, Richard Donner is just so influential in filmmaking. And, yeah, like, totally, I, I can totally see it being worth the hype.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you know, I, I would recommend it to people. I'd be like, yeah, dude, I mean, it, I'm not going to be like, it's the Goonies, you know, like like everyone else does. But I'm like, it's a good movie, like. Compared to like E.T., when I saw E.T., I was like, "Oh, that was alright." Like E.T., I was kind of like, it didn't live up to the hype that everybody kind of had, and it didn't live up to my hype either. So I was like, "It's okay. It's not, you know, it's it's Steven Spielberg. Like, it has that flavor." Yeah, this was this
0: was actually written by Steven Spielberg and Chris Columbus of. Chris Columbus of Home Alone, and then the first, um, uh, and the first two Harry Potters, but Christopher Chris Chris Columbus, not Christopher Columbus, mm-hmm. Chris Columbus, yeah. So it definitely like had, and they they were the writers, and it definitely has that like that staple eighties backbone to it from the beginning.
1: Oh yeah, it totally had that flavor like in it. I feel like, like. Steven Spielberg at the time just whatever he touched was like magic mm-hmm. and like I think he just knew what directors to pick just like you know like with Back to the Future he produced Back to the Future and he had um um Robert Zemeckis and then with this you know he was like hey let's get um
0: Richard Donner or uh,
1: Richard Donner to do the Goonies and then the same thing with Poltergeist you know they're like let's get Toby Hooper mm-hmm. like I think it, like his 80s reign was amazing mm-hmm. and like it shows in each of those films, mm. like especially with this film too, with the Goonies, like I said, like it was like kid Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. It had that like you know they're going on an adventure and like it's swashbuckling a little bit and there's a pirate ship and treasure and I'm like yeah it's totally cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was there's one thing that I wanted to ask that I was wondering if you got a kick out of of at the beginning with um, Mouth um, basically telling the the maid. Like in Spanish, oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is where the, the marijuana goes. And then this is where the heroin and, and cocaine and then, yeah, and stuff.
1: And then it's like, I think my favorite where he's like, I think the mom is like, oh, let her know that it's, we, we need the attic cleaned. clean. It has to be absolutely clean or something like that. And then he tells her like, hey, that's the father's sex dungeon. So <laughs> just don't mess with the toys or something like that. Just leave it alone and, and clean it up.
0: Yeah. And he does it on purpose because later on he like clearly reads like the map and all that like perfectly. So he knew what he was saying kind of
1: thing. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Even I was like, I don't even know how to say that. I was like, (laughs) shit. And I speak Spanish since I was like born. But I think the one thing that really gave me a big kick, it it was very throwaway, but it was the mom where it was the same scene where she's like, like, does anybody can anybody speak Spanish? Like, I really need help. Like, uh, Maria or whatever her name was, was like... Consuel- I-, I, need I think her to it was Consuela. Consuela, of course. <laughs> it's like Maria, Consuela, Socorro, some shit. Yeah. And the mom was like, um, I need oh, to make Rosa- sure the house Rosa is Rita. clean.
0: Rosarita. Oh, Rosarita.
1: <laughs> That's another one, too. <laughs> but the mom was like, um, "We need the house has to be clean. I have to make sure the house is clean before they destroy it. And that... <coughs> stuck with me that. so It <laughs> stuck with me Because I was like That's some shit My mom would say Like she would Because she's Mexican, she's Mexican too And I was like My mom would so do that Like hey They're gonna tear down the house um, They're gonna put an Amusement park Or whatever the fuck She'd be like Alright we need to make sure The house is absolutely clean And I'm like It's gonna get fucking destroyed Who cares <laughs> I but didn't that catch that That's an me.
0: awesome line
1: yeah, It was such a throwaway line And I was like That was great
0: I. Oh. Um, so, so I think you, you touched about it a little bit, but why do you think, um, people have latched onto this movie so much? Um, why do you think people like me would be shocked, like people like you wouldn't have never seen this movie?
1: Uh, kids movie. I mean, at the end of the day, like we, we are living in an age of like nostalgia hmm. and you know, with stranger things and the it, and like all of these comic book movies coming out. Like we're just kind of reliving it, and so like I think people love that high of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I mean, it's not bad. Like everybody loves it. Everybody loves to to look back, and and I think with the Goonies, it's it's just a quintessential movie. Just like how people are like, you know, they, they feel the same way about the Sandlot, or they feel the same way about like the the '90s Saturday morning cartoons, like mm-hmm. like you know, Transformers or or Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, whatever. Like now, even that's becoming a nostalgic thing like where it's kind of getting past us to the point where now kids are like well I used to love watching iCarly and and whatever (sighs) shit that I I never I never really saw that but
0: little shit I'm just
1: kidding no I think iCarly was okay I I don't know again that stuff was after me I was like all right I'm done I I was watching Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and Dragon Ball Mm -hmm. but like yeah same thing like you know I, I feel like the Goonies was one of those I feel like with the 80s a lot of it was still shown even to kids in the 90s mm-hmm. as
0: yeah. well
1: as early 2000s just because they had this, like, retention where, like, you know, your older cousin or your older sibling or someone's like, hey, like, you sh- you need to watch this. Like, you're a kid, you're going to love this, and you'd watch it, and it captures your imagination. Well, I think so I feel- also,
0: like, the 90s um, have – being kind of, like, labeled as not really, cr- it was a time of not too much creative in certain certain ways in certain movies. Like, I think movies especially. Like, uh, definitely there's 90s um, cartoons of television that's like, really, you know, came out and, like, spanned the test of time and stuff. But I think for, like, movies, there was a little bit of a dull in the early 90s that that's possibly why. And then also it's like like eighties like I think you know, at least for, for my parents and uh, but also siblings, yeah. Like you were saying, like, you know, there's there's that like retention of, of siblings that were born in the eighties and then you're you're a sibling of the nineties kind of thing too.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, no, I, I agree. Like like yeah, like like I feel like the nineties was kind of becoming this It was a. There was more, you know, technology coming in, and it was like, hey, let's adapt all this older stuff, and then I feel like it Mm -hmm. gradually kind of became into what we have now. Yeah. Like I feel like, yeah, like the nineties. I don't know why I thought of the nineties was that like
0: remastering, like time, you know, where where old things were being remastered, so they kind of like were new, in a way. I think too, and then plus also like you know 90s like you're coming off of like um we still had vhs so we had like a certain collection of movies that that you know like we just watched (laughs) at least for me you know just oh yeah
1: yeah. and then we had video stores too so Mm -hmm. it's like you know you don't have like now we have netflix and all these streaming all these streaming sites it'll give you a description, it'll give you a preview, it'll give you a rating, it'll give you the RT, a uh, round tomato score, like everything. Like you have mm-hmm. the internet. So back then it was kind of like word of mouth. So mm-hmm. yeah, you go to the video store with some friends or your siblings or cousins and you're like, what do you guys want to watch tonight? We can only rent like one or two movies. So they have to be absolute bangers. Mm-hmm. So they're probably like, all right, well, we got pizza, we got Nintendo. All right, we got to watch the Goonies and we got to watch... Uh, Princess Bride or something like, and you go okay well I'm gonna take your word for it because you liked it Mm -hmm. and I think that's how it came to be because like you know I I feel like that's the one thing I feel bad for kids nowadays is that they don't have that that, that sense of walking into a video store Mm -hmm. and just kind of browsing at all the cool posters and all the cool VHS art and then just asking for an opinion like oh what do you think about this dude it's fucking good check it out blah 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 there you go. Have a night, and then you go home and have a night. I, I think, I think those kids like us that went to the video stores. That's why we, still push these films like the Goonies, and you know, like even, whatever other eighties classics like Star Wars, Back to the Future, all that. We push it onto them because we're like, well, I was in the video store. You, have, a massive library. Yeah, exactly. Uh
0: huh. Exactly. And I mean, like, I mean, it. While it's nice. To have an abundance of like new content coming out, you know, it it and, and then we touch, you know, this is the basis of 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 our other podcasts of underrated is that you know things just get buried and like it sucks because you know some treasures could get buried, you know, even when when they are pop culture, you know, icons like this or like you know like a a requiem for a dream or or something like that, and. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, it, 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 I definitely, like, when I have children in in the future, like, I want to put, make sure that I am, I pass on these things, like, and continue that trend that was, like, you know, that, that was provided to us, but, like, passing on my favorite movies or movies that are classics like this and and then even with with television like i think i I was telling somebody like i want to make sure that my kids like watch the cartoons and the tv shows that that i watched as a kid growing up and uh because truthfully for me like i think like some things are a lot better than what we what kids are getting now um in some cases but um But yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that, that I think it, it, while it's, it might be harder now, it's something that like, and I would hope that future generations like or our generation like pass on these, these classics to future generations for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's gonna, it's totally gonna happen because now we, we have that um that benefit of living through that mm-hmm. but also now we have our own extensive library digital library where like you know there's going to be some kid or someone's going to be like the goonies what's that and they'll be like boy let me tell you and then they just you don't have to go to the video store you don't have to download it you're like boom stream there it is we're going to mm-hmm. watch it right now
0: yeah, yeah. Which,
1: which is kind of funny because I've, I've done that with my my girlfriend where like there's a, a movie that pops up and i go oh my god i haven't seen that in Forever, oh, this this is so good And then she's like, do you want to watch it? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's on, let's do it And then I'll show her and she'll be like, oh, okay
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly Well, thank you, uh, Alan, for joining me for this discussion It was really great And then I'm, it felt very good to d- dive into our nostalgia of things I mean, like, like on that note, like, what is one classic nostalgia like movie that y- you want to pass on to you know uh the younger generation to us and then an and also a cartoon that that you enjoyed as a kid that that should definitely be watched by the younger generation as well
1: oh man that is such a, a big question <laughs> <laughs> um definitely, it's so funny because my boss today, he's only like seven years older than me and he's like, you probably don't remember this, it's probably past your time, but you know, like uh, I, I used to love watching the, the Spider-Man and X-Men cartoon from the 90s and I was mm-hmm. like, bro, I, I watched that too, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So, But but my answer to him was, I was like, well, Batman the Animated Series, hands down, mm-hmm. is my nostalgic uh, cartoon that I, w- I want everybody to watch because its it's a masterpiece and it's on HBO Max, so go watch it right now.
0: Which the goodies
1: is um, also. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's how I watched it. And film though, film. Oh my God, there's so many. Cause like, oh, I might have. It, it's gonna be a, a, a thing, a tie between two. Oh my God, it's not even. A, I'm just gonna go with these two because these like I still religiously watch. I mean, I always pop it in. Um, Back to the Future. Because, you know, there's no remakes, there's no cartoons, or, I mean, there's no reboots or anything. And Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Like, those movies, I could never get tired of. They're absolute magic. The effects, everything about them are just so wonderful, and, like, like, it, it, I mean, obviously, Jurassic Park has all these sequels and stuff, but, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, the kids are probably just watching like, Jurassic World, and Jurassic World Dominion and all that. But I'm like, please, like, go back and watch the first one and then go and watch Back to the Future because those are just like my, like, Chef's Kiss are just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. For me, um, show wise, it would definitely be uh, Recess. I think. Recess, oh my God, Yeah. yeah. Recess is like a classic very good morals and like just standing up for yourself and being like an individual. Really great. Um and then also uh for a movie it would be um damn it, I just had it. Oh, the sandlot. Because the sandlot to it. me is just a so perfect <laughs> I know you don't like care for the sand <laughs> Like well, you've never but seen but you it though.
1: But, but, but it's definitely that Goonies thing where yeah. like people are like, you haven't it seen was Goonies? so you haven't yeah, seen the sandlot?
0: so for transparency, the sandlot was uh, the other choice that i had presented to you but i'm like he's not that much into sports and yeah. then, so i'm like i'm gonna go with the goonies and stuff so all right <laughs> so with that um thank you again alan um for being my guest and um now you can say that you have i've seen it all right and with that, um, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we have, as I said, another podcast called The Underrated Podcast, and our co host of that, um, Derek McDuff, also has a podcast called Gateway Episodes. So please go and check that out. If you just search for Undercast Company on iTunes or um, iTunes Podcast um apple podcast sorry um you'll find all three grouped together so um thanks for being amazing and listening
1: have a good one you guys thank you